Welcome to this bonus episode of Record Roundtable, where I, your host, Caleb Robinson, will be talking about new music that's released in the year of 2020. This episode, I'm going to be talking about January releases. So that first song that I played was from Bonnie Light Horseman off of their debut album of the same name. That album, uh, that song I played was Black Waterside. That's an interesting album because it is kind of like, kind of a super group, but not exactly a super group. Uh, They have one of the members of Fruit Bats in it, but all three of the members kind of sing interchangeably on the album. And it's very like old folksy. Like a lot of what the music that they're doing is borrowing from old folk songs, but there's also like newer songs to it. So if you're a folk fan, then I would say that Bonnie Light Horseman is a good place to to listen for 2020. Once again, this is Caleb Robinson. I've got Tyler on the board if you'd like to say hello. Hey. So uh, what I'm doing for 2020, I kind of randomly decided to do this is I've been listening to new music as I always have been, and I ended up listening to 20 albums so far in January. So I'm going to challenge myself to listen to at least 20 albums each month, and then I will cover what I think would be the good albums, the great albums, and anything that may actually be classified as like a modern classic album through the music that I listen to and my taste in music, Bonnie Light Horseman being the first album that I wanted to cover, uh, so I will move on to the next album that I would like to cover. It is Keely Forsyth and her album Debris. Is this what madness feels like? This new space after all boundaries have been dissolved. Where there is wind, high wind. But no tall trees for it to grapple with. No buckets for it to shove around the yard. So on this album, Debris, that song Lost. This is a very, like, avant folk album. Uh, Keely Forsett, this is, I believe, her second album. No, it's her debut album. She's actually 41 years old and previously did a lot of acting. And there was a point in time where she became like very, very depressed, and it was so bad that her tongue became paralyzed. I don't know how that happens. I don't know what the inner workings of having a paralyzed tongue are, but she did a lot of like vocal training to get back to a point where she could use her voice again, and music was a very big part of that. So Debris is an album that kind of comes from this very depressive state in her, in her like depression you know and um the music is very eerie it's very chilling it's very sad but it's a very rewarding experience i like it quite a bit the next album i'm going to talk about is an album by ethan gruska and that album is on guard
So Ethan Gruska is not by any means like a household name or anything. This is his second album as a solo artist. And he previously made a little bit of music with his sister under the moniker of the Bell Brigade. Again, not a big name by any means, but he actually got a couple decently big names on the album. Most notably would be Phoebe Bridgers. So if you're interested in Phoebe Bridgers, it'd be worth checking out that that song that's on On Guard. On the Outside is the one that I played. I also really like this song that has Moses Sumney on it. I love Moses Sumney, so it would have been no surprise that I would have liked a song with him on it. But the features on this album are very, very like minimalistic, where the they're more just kind of a backing layer to the song rather than them being at a forefront or like doing a whole verse by themselves or anything. They're kind of just doing melodies with Gruska. And so it would be very easy to miss that they were even featured on the album had you been listening to it. But it's interesting that he was able to garner somebody like a Phoebe Bridgers onto his album. So that's a pretty good release. Uh, Once again, Ethan Gruska on guard. Next album that I'm going to cover is one of the more popular albums that has been released this month, and that is Mac Miller's Circles. So this is, of course, Mac Miller's final posthumous album that he has released in 2020. A lot of the recordings came from when he was doing the Swimming album, and it's definitely a very different album for Mac Miller and a good send-off for him. Unfortunately, at the same week, uh, Eminem decided to release a surprise album, which is kind of uh, in poor taste, I would argue, to release it at the same time as Mac Miller's album, but... Not the point. That is another album that I listened to, but you will notice that I'm not covering it for a very obvious reason. It wasn't that great. But Mac Miller was very, very good. Very soulful album. Very, very, like, soul-infused. A little bit of funk in there, too, but mostly a very soul-based album. Very, very little hip-hop to it, I would argue. There's still, of course, elements of it, but by no means... If you're looking for hip-hop album, is Circles It. It is just a good send-off for that artist. So again, Mac Miller Circles, quite a good album to listen to in a good way to say goodbye to a very talented artist. The next album I'm going to be covering is by Andy Schaff, I believe is the pronunciation of his last name. And that album is called The Neon Skyline. Fire truck goes screaming by, and it reminds me of that night when you said that you were coming home. And then I waited up till four in the morning. She says I remember. So that track was Fire Truck off of the Neon Skyline. That's a very cool singer-songwriter-based album. That's very, very lyrically driven. Obviously. 
there is on that track a pretty minimalistic kind of instrumentation but in other tracks you can find a little bit of like jazz influence in there it becomes a little bit more layered but for the most part the music is very centered on the voice of andy and very very like lyrically driven it's a good album very very good in terms of songwriting so very good in terms of thematics and the thematics come out in the album pretty well as a full album it's pretty darn good it is only about 34 minutes and it plays through very quickly i've listened to it a couple times because it's very easy to get through this album a couple times and so that's one of the ones that i think is definitely worth checking out if you are a fan of the singer songwriter style of music so yeah next one i'm going to talk about is october drifts album forever whatever So October Drift, this is their also debut album, Forever Whatever. That song was Cherry Red. They've been doing a lot of like live performances, and they've been making music for a couple of years now, and it's taken them a while to get to a point where they actually wanted to release a debut album and really have honed their craft up to this point, and I think that that speaks well for the album. It's mostly an alternative rock album, I would argue, but also has like definitely a lot of elements of like shoegaze into it. There are elements of grunge. There are parts where his vocals even kind of have like almost like a um, Kurt Cobain-esque sound. I think that Sherry Red is the one that has – I'll play a little bit of the end of that song, and I think I think this is the one that has kind of the really like gruff Kurt Cobain style of vocals on it. You get some Kurt Cobain off that, Tyler. Yeah, I see a little bit on there. Also get in that musical, uh, the shoegaze you mentioned. I can see like My Bloody Valentine era shoegaze. You know, For there's sure. kind of that yeah. droney with a little bit of like uh, light fuzz and stuff sitting over top of it. So Yeah, definitely. I Yeah, I, I think that they have not wanted to adopt the kind of shoegaze sound. Like they haven't, like, they won't admit that there's a shoegaze sound to it, but there's definitely quite a few songs off of Forever Whatever that have that kind of, distorted shoegazy style of guitar in it yeah well using that term today we think of a lot of different things that aren't exactly you know what they would exhibit but right i you know they're still useful for that term so yeah yeah but if you're if you're looking for a good rock record and have not discovered october drift like probably most people have not up to this point i could see october drift going places there's kind of almost an arena like there's a pretty big sound to their to their music, and I could see them eventually being people who make it to those like big festivals if people catch on to their music. So, the next one I'm going to cover is probably one that not a lot of good people are going to enjoy as much as some of the other ones, but I liked it quite a bit. It's the the metal album that I think stood out the most from this month. This is from Leached. The album is called "To Dull the Blades of Your Abuse."
So that one is just a full-on onslaught of an album. Never slows down at like any point in time. It is just a ruthless metal record, and it works quite well. I compared it to like the heaviest moments of like Code Orange's Forever, but like at a constant rate. Like it just never had, like it never ended. It takes a lot of like industrial elements into it too, but for the most part, it's just a straight up metal album. Very heavy. Again, I could see a lot of people not liking it, but if you're looking for metal and you have not listened to Leached, I would say Leached is definitely something that is worth checking out. The next album I'm going to talk about, Tyler, I'm sure you will be excited to talk about. This one is Francis Quinlan's album, Likewise. So Francis Quinlan, of course, being yeah, from Hopalong, lead singer of Hopalong. That song was "Went to L.A.," and likewise is very different from Hopalong. It doesn't yeah. borrow as much from the the punk rock spectrum. It's much, much more subdued, and even sometimes kind of poppy, which is surprising. Mm-hmm. But it justifies having a separate album for Francis Quinlan as a solo artist, rather than being under the Hopalong moniker. I think. Yeah, it's a hair different. It's not a type of thing that a band could put out anyway in terms of the sound, I don't think. Right. It's a, it is more focused on her. Her voice has always been great in Hop Along, and it sounds, you know, this is very reminiscent, uh, but just a little bit more airy and light. Yeah. I'm kicking myself for not pre-ordering it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, did you end up listening to the song that she released? You listened to the whole album. Did yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Did you notice the single? Which um, one was the single? Well, was the single um, Your Reply? I have, to, I have to look at all mine. I'm assuming. I'm assuming it's well. Maybe it's rare thing. Let's see which one was the single. Looks like there were your reply. Now that I'm back and rare thing were all songs that were released as singles. Must have been rare thing. It, it's kind of started out. You'd notice it if I described it. I think because it starts out poppy with a drum machine, mm-hmm. um, and I, and maybe a little bit of like. I found it to be kind of uncomfortable, to, to be honest with you, because um, mm-hmm. I only got to listen to the single because I was highly anticipating. Right. Uh, but about a third of the way through, it breaks into. Like using regular drums back into kind of a feel of what we heard a little bit on that song. So it was a bit redeeming to me. And now hearing that some of the other songs fit in a little bit more with what I would be interested in, I'm definitely bummed I didn't try to snag it when I could have. So it, It's definitely a good album from her. It's very different. So if you're expecting a Hopalong album, you're not going to get a Hopalong album. But if you just like Quinlan's voice to begin with, then it's hard to be disappointed with getting to hear her voice more on a different kind of sound. Yeah, so, I love her voice in Hop Along, so. I'm a big fan of her voice as well, so that album definitely landed as one of the ones that stood out to me this month. Another female singer-songwriter who stood out to me this month was this next album by Alice Bowman, Dream On. For every inhale, every exhale, I become more and more Of all the sounds around us And the sweet smell in the air 
So that song was This Is Where It Ends from Alice Bowman on Dream on her debut album as well. A lot of debut albums from this month that stood out to me. I don't have a lot to say about Alice Bowman, but I just really liked the sound of this album. Very, very subdued, very, very light, very, very good. Reminded me a lot of the Jessica Pratt album that came out last year. That was another standout to me in terms of like kind of a folky influenced indie album, singer songwriter led, so on and so forth. I have sung the praises of singer songwriter female artists for the last couple of years quite a bit. And of course, Alice Bowman fits the bill quite well and delivered exactly what I would expect from something like that. The next album I'm going to play is from Jeff Parker. It is Sweet for Max Brown. As you may have been able to tell from Sweet for Max Brown, that song being Max Brown, the final track off of the album. This is a jazz album. It's a very new jazzy sound, though. It's not. It's got some traditional elements from Jeff Parker, who is more, I think, of a traditional jazz artist for the most part. But I think this album takes a lot of cool, different elements into jazz that gives it that kind of modern feel that people are looking for and it's the kind of the jazz sound that I think is more liable to take off and actually be pretty well received like to music listeners today and so I I don't see Sweet for Max Brown blowing up by any means but it's a very quality jazz record and definitely worth checking out if you're a jazz fan. Next album I'm going to talk about is Tor's new album Silver Tongue. So this is the album from artist Mackenzie Scott under the title Tours. I have not checked out her previous three efforts over the last decade that they have been released. Um, but Silver Tongue caught my attention and was worth checking out. It's very, very good. If you are a fan of someone like Angel Olsen or Mitski, this is kind of within your wheelhouse. I liked it quite a bit. It's got a lot of like the synth elements to it, but also has like the track that we just listened to. Still has some of those like driving indie rock songs that you'll hear off of like an artist like Mitski, who kind of goes in that same realm, who plays with both of those kinds of things as a singer-songwriter. So that one worked really well. I've got two more albums to cover before I close out here. Then this next one, I'm going to make a wild assumption and say no one probably has heard of this one who is a listener. This one is by Yorkston Thorn Khan and the album is called Navarasa Nine Emotions.
So Namorasa, Nine Emotions, is an album that was released, again, by Yorkston Thorn Con. That song was Westland Winds. This is an interesting trio of artists because they all come from different spectrums of the world. So Yorkston is an artist who comes out of Scotland. Thorn is an artist who comes out of the UK. And Khan is an artist who comes out of India. And Thorn has a lot of, like, jazz influences to his music out of the UK scene, and he plays bass throughout the record. Yorkston, again, Scottish, has a lot of the folk elements that come out of the music. And then, of course, Khan from India has a lot of traditional Indian elements into his music. And the whole album plays into all three of those things throughout Navarasa. Navarasa being part of the Indian culture. The nine emotions are all represented by each song from the album. Those emotions being sorrow, disgust, anger, surprise, love, laughter, terror, courage, and peace. And that album, the song that I just played, Westland Winds, is the surprise track. Uh, That one's one of the more folk-influenced songs, but some of the other ones were... um, have a lot more of like the Indian traditional sound to it. The the UK jazz is more of kind of like an additional layer that kind of comes out, but really it's very Scottish folk and traditional Indian. I'll play the song Twa Brothers. It's a uh, all vocalized track where um, Khan and Yorkston pair off between each other, where Khan is doing these kind of interesting like Indian vocal stylings and then Yorkston comes in and does his like Scottish style of singing and they pair in a very strange way together. Well, it's of twelve brothers are going to school all in the evening coming home. Set the biggest boy to the littlest boy, or can you throw a stone? Very weird, right? Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't see like those two vocal stylings pairing together. And a lot of the album, you'll also hear um, Khan come in. He plays the instrument, the sarangi. Hmm. Sarangi? How do you pronounce that? Don't know. I don't know either. Did you look it up? What's it look like? Uh, it's kind of like a. I'll, I'll show you. Actually, it looks like this guy. Interesting. It's kind of like a hurdy gurdy type deal. Multi string instrument that's relatively short, played with a bow. Mm-hmm. It, it's uh, meant to kind of model the sound of like the human voice. Let me see if I can find a track that mm-hmm. kind of like plays into the sound of that instrument. I think Suki Pool does. A sitar were a violin, right? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So you get a lot of very, very worldly sounds off this album, of course, because you have, you know, artists who are coming from different, you know, walks of life in different areas of the world coming together to make music together. And so if you're looking for a very world-influenced album, I think this is a very good fit for it. So, again, that was Navarasa Nine Emotions by Yorkston Thorn Khan. And, of course, my final album, of the month is what I believe to be the best album of the month. 
for January, and that is Destroyers Have We Met. So that song was It Just Doesn't Happen off of Destroyers Have We Met. Tyler, you are a fan of Destroyer, but have not had a chance to check out this album. Me and you both bought it on vinyl yesterday. Yesterday, last night. Yeah. Not, so, not, but not even 24 hours ago. Not right? even 24 hours ago. We both bought this album, but you have not had a chance to check this one out. Not yet. I do own the last two albums, Poison Season and uh, Ken. You don't have Kaput? I don't have Kaput. I want it, but I don't have it yet. I want a couple other of his older albums as well that are really good. Yeah. But uh, this fits in pretty well. Fits in. Ken, um, people kind of felt, for me, it fit in with the American Dream LCD sound system, kind of that mm. type of feel. There was a lot of synth in it. Mm. This kind of feels a little bit different. I like it because this still feels airy, but there's a little more to it. It's not kind of drawn out right. from this song, at least. So yeah. it sounds pretty interesting. I'm looking forward to listening to it. Yeah, this is their 13th album. And, of course, the lead, lead singer, Bejar. Yeah. Is it pronounced Bejar? Daniel Bejar. Yeah, da- Daniel Bejar, yeah. He um, He's really the, the front of this group, and I think a lot of people would be – like, they would think of LCD Sound System when you think of, like, a Destroyer because of – when it comes down to it, like, Destroyer is very much kind of that pretentious band. Oh, most definitely. Like, that sophista-pop sound where, like, you're kind of expected to like it almost – but it really is very well pieced together. If you can get past kind of, you know, the the ostentatious aspects of Destroyer, then you can really kind of get into the album. And I think that it's really, really good. Um, Have We Met is probably, you know, I, I think it's one of the only albums I've actually really heard from Destroyer all the way through. I've heard elements of them. I've heard Kaput, of course, and I've heard parts of Kin. I've heard parts of, what was the other? Poison Season. Poison Season. I've heard parts of Poison Season, but Have We Met is definitely a, uh, a good indication to me that I need to listen to more of his catalog mm-hmm. because I've, I've enjoyed everything that I've really heard from destroyer up to this point, very synthy, but still also has a lot of hooky elements. And the lyrics of course, as usual are very like cryptic and weird. Yeah. And, like I find it funny. He has an accent cause I just looked it up cause I was interested. Uh, mm-hmm. he's born in Vancouver and he's Canadian. Oh yeah. But he has kind of a, a different accent. What do you think of that that dialect? Well, I'm wondering like. if his parents or not, you know, were immigrants to Canada, and he just picked it up in his home when he grew up, and maybe he's had it his whole life. Yeah, he definitely has a unique voice. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, he definitely does. Did you hear Times Square from Poison Season by chance? Uh, I might have, but it doesn't come to mind. No worries. I just wondered if maybe there was some. It's kind of a little bit different. Uh, not quite the synthy. Uh, but a little bit lighter. I didn't know if there's some songs like that on there. But yeah, yeah, looking forward to listening to it. Like I said, sounds good thus far. Yeah, please do let me know when you listen to that. We'll so, do. We'll do. So this uh, this again has been uh, the the albums that I listened to in January 2020. I will be back at the end of the month for the February edition of this. I will be sure to hopefully listen to at least 20 albums within that month and come to you with the best of that month. Let me know if you enjoyed any of the albums that I have listed within this episode. Let me know if you check out anything from this episode that you end up finding interesting. And, of course, thanks for listening. I'm going to close out. Uh, Lil Wayne 
had a, another drop this month, and I didn't particularly love Funeral. It's a 24-track album. There's just a ton of filler when it comes down to it, but the best song off of it is Mahogany. I think it's a good place to, to close out this episode. going to play Mahogany from Lil Wayne off of his album Funeral. Check. Mahogany dashboard, I do the dashboard, gas to the floor, I'm pressing fast forward, I race a NASCAR, transport, just what you asked for, don't ask me what I asked for, if you can't answer, now who them Zans for, I pop dance for muscle relaxation, I'm a patient, pick up the pace when I feel too adjacent to who I'm racing, yeah I'm spacing, I'm spacing out, oh you faded, I'm faded out, oh you made it, I made it.